Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie with you along with L.A. Marzulli. L.A., in your film Disclosure, the subtitle is equally important, The Coming Great Deception and the Luciferian Endgame. What do you mean by that? Great question. Thanks for asking it, George. Look, as you know, I'm a biblical literalist. I also believe in the prophetic literature found in the Bible. I prefer to call the Bible, which just means book, the guidebook to the supernatural. So if there's this thread of prophecy from the first book to the last book, from Genesis to the book of Revelation, what we see are very, very specific prophecies called out with great specificity in some cases in advance, far in advance. So we know that there are prophecies talking about the latter days. For instance, it says, don't be deceived, that even the elect would be deceived if that were possible, that men will faint from fear from what is coming upon the earth, for the powers of heaven shall be shaken, that the dragon will come with all signs and lying wonders. Everything I just said is, is very, very specific. Men fading from fear from what is coming upon the earth, talking about the latter days, the days in which we're in. Now, that could be anything. It could be, you know, asteroids. It could be Planet X, for crying out loud. It could be all sorts of things. Or uh, it could be two-mile-wide motherships. So there was a, a very large sighting. I know East City Ranch filmed it. Um, we had several witnesses that are actually in the film, Al Matthews, for one. Uh, Al, was, Al saw this thing. It was approximately two miles long, cigar-shaped, and it was up in Vancouver. It was also went down into... Uh, East City Ranch's area, and they filmed it. Um, and you hear people looking at this thing, and they are just blown away. And it's it's way up in the sky. I mean, they could, they know it's really large and very and very you know and moving very slowly, but they're freaked out about it. So it, it makes one wonder what the reaction would be. Uh, is it going to be the people in Close Encounters of the Fourth Kind standing up, you know, with the little signs and everything? Or is it going to be uh, the, when the mothership lands on, on the devil's post pile or whatever, the guy runs into the lavatory? You know, what, what? how are people really going to react? We know this, that when these entities do show up and abduct people, and so far, uh, if I could do a little rabbit trail here, sure. so far that that hasn't really been discussed so much. Uh, by by the media, they're talking just all they're doing is talking about sightings and it's real. No one's talked about the abductions, the implants, the cattle mutilations, and everything. That's else that's too, that's way too much for them to handle at one time. Much. I agree, it is. Yeah. But for those of us who have traveled in this literally for decades, we know that there's a very dark side to this whole phenomenon, and that gets into what I just stated. The prophecies talk about all this, and you know it it makes one wonder that even the elect would be deceived if that were possible. So something is coming that is literally unprecedented. And I truly believe that when they literally, when they really show up, I mean, when they really show up, the entire planet's going to change. And other people have said it that don't believe, let's say, to have the same paradigm or worldview that I do. They're saying exactly the same thing. Uh, what was it? Um, Nolan. Richard Dolan said this in his book, talks about after, before disclosure, after disclosure, and he's right. That's how the world will be viewed. Time will be viewed, how we live before disclosure, how we live after disclosure. But the deal is this. If it is the coming great deception, if I'm right, then there are dark forces. This is where the Luciferian endgame comes in. That's right. And what we're looking at is control of humanity, and it gets into the book of Revelation, where 
you won't be able to buy, sell, or trade without this this mark, the so-called mark of the beast, a one-world religious system. Isn't it interesting that Obama, what two weeks ago, stated that with the with the advent of, of UFO disclosure, we're going to see new religions? Why would he state something like that? What does he know, perhaps, that we don't know? And I was I was really taken aback by that statement. That really shook me He's up. He's pretty bit. sharp. I got to tell you. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he knows stuff. There's no doubt about it. So I think this thing is coming down. I think it's uh, uh, disclosure is eminent. I mean, we're already seeing it roll out. So the question is, what what's next? Are they going to show uh, footage from Roswell and then and then sort of tap dance around that and said, well, we've uh, we, we're showing this to you now. We're kind of coming clean. I don't know. Or some other crash site, maybe. It, it, but but they're gonna they're gonna come out with something, and I think it's gonna be soon. And if I'm reading you right, you believe that most of these sightings are ET related. I believe that these are interdimensional entities. Um, I don't believe that they're off-world entities from, let's say, Zeta Reticula. I think they're interdimensional entities that have a very very nefarious agenda. And I I believe, without putting words in his mouth, Jacques Vallée holds to that same opinion in his book Messengers of Deception. Uh, I think uh, Alan Hynek, the late Alan Hynek, also J. Alan Hynek, also talked about that. That was his position that these were they were seemingly uh, more akin to um, the demons of old than they were extraterrestrials. And again, why would they produce? Why would they continue to do the same experiments over and over and over again? There's no need for it unless there's something else going on. Well, and Dr. David Jacobs believes there's something very nefarious going on here. I know, and I've, I've interviewed. You know, we sat down several times. We have we have a slightly different viewpoint as to you know who's behind this thing, but he, we both agree that that the, what's going on here is something that's that's not good for human beings or humanity in general. Uh, and I, I concur with Jacobs' findings. I think is a very dark, nefarious agenda. Um, and all my research, everything, the people that I've talked to, I mean, Al Matthews is the perfect example of that. This guy was taken numerous times, uh, abducted. I don't think he was implant, but implanted, but he was abducted, you know, throughout his entire life. And in the film, he has an encounter, George, with, with a hybrid entity. And, I mean, it's it's one of the creepiest uh, interviews I've ever done. And he, and he talks about this encounter he has with this woman uh, named Diane Kelly. And she's wearing these very, very dark glasses that wrap around her eyes, so he can't see her eyes, almost like swimmer goggles. Mm-hmm. And, and this guy's a mover. She's coming in from Kuwait. She's got a large container, so they're in a freight elevator, just the two of them, Al Matthews, Diane Kelly. And very attractive woman, apparently. And With bubble glasses elevator. on. Yeah, without the glasses, but she hasn't taken them off yet. And they're in the elevator, and she leans over and whispers in his ear, they're listening, Al. And he goes, who's listening? And she goes, the Greys. I know that you've been taken many times. We were supposed to meet on the ship. And he's just like dumbfounded by this. He's never met this woman, never seen him before. She knows nothing about him, and yet she seems to know a lot about him. So one thing leads to another. Al gives this woman his phone number, and in the film I go, mistake number one. Sure enough, two weeks later she calls him, and he goes up to see her. Because uh, he wants, he he can't figure out how come she knows everything about me type of thing. So uh, she's at a at a friend's house. The friend is not wearing dark glasses. They're drinking wine uh, out of these huge goblets. And they look human. The they look human. They both look completely human. And there's a very large fly. I'll never forget the first time I heard about fell out of my chair. There's a there's a very large fly on the side of her her wine glass. And Al goes, I'll get it for you. 
And she goes, oh, no, I'll get it. And she reaches over, and she doesn't grasp the fly. The fly sticks to her finger, just sticks to her finger. I thought you were going to tell me she had, like, a frog tongue or something. (laughs) Almost. She brings it up to her mouth. And after about four to six inches away, she sucks it in. Uh, yeah, she eats exactly. the fly? Yeah, oh. eats the fly a lot. And then she goes over to, she takes off the glasses, goes over to Al, and sits on his lap and picks up his shirt. And at this moment, I stop. This is what I call UFO brain fog. Because when you're around stuff like this, you can't think normally. And I challenge Al, probably for the first time, I say, Al, is this normal behavior? You have a girlfriend. Would you allow this to happen? And you can see his face. He's like, he's trying to think, oh, my gosh, you have to, he's right. Uh, no, no, I, this is abnormal. I wouldn't do this. But, you know, you put two and two together. You're in the presence of something that is messing with your mental facilities. So she goes to kiss him, and he pushes her away, and the eyes shift. They go reptilian. Oh, jeez. Which is and what they always were, Probably. Probably. And she lets out, according to Al, the most evil laugh you've ever heard in your life. And he flees the scene. And that's where he goes to mutual friend Gordy Tong. Gordy calls me on the phone. And I basically talk to Al and pray with him. And several weeks later, he accepts the Lord and the abduction stop and the encounters stop. So He passed know, away? Uh, no, 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 oh. no. He, he, he accepted the Lord. And as, in other words, oh, okay. he, All right. he, he used, he started to use the name of Jesus to stop the abductions and he came across the line, became a Christian. And I realized, you know, that sounds really like it's gotta be, it's gotta be more than that. It's, it's way too easy. And it sounds religious. We're not talking religious. We're talking these entities. We're talking spiritual warfare. We're talking entities that can manipulate space, time, matter, and energy, but there's a power that's greater than they are. And, you know, I've experienced it in my life, and I'll experience it in his life. So something's going on there. And um, uh, so Al, Al got free of it. But all that's in the film, and it's, it's, it's just the story itself is just incredible. Would you say he was one of the most riveting portions of the film? Yeah, I, absolutely. Uh, when, Al, when I went up to interview him in Vancouver, and Gordy Tong was our producer up there, and he, he lined up all these people, I mean, the, the stories that Al was telling me, was mind-numbing. He talked about, and this is typical of people who have been abducted multiple times. They know when they're going to get switched off. I've heard this from, from people that I've talked to, abductees that I've talked to. They've been abducted so many times, they know the feeling. They know they've got about two to four seconds before they're gone. They're out. So Al's driving home, and uh, he knows he's about to be abducted. He goes past his exit, something he normally wouldn't do, Three hours later, he wakes up 120 kilometers from where he's supposed to be. It's in the middle of the night, and he looks at his watch, and he realizes he's been gone for about four hours. The car is being lowered in the most brilliant white light you can imagine, according to Al. It's swaying back and forth. Al awakens in the car. His body is vibrating like, like a blender, literally, just vibrating all over. The car lands on the tarmac and drives itself for a period of maybe 20, 30 seconds, drives itself. The wheel is moving by itself. Shirley MacLaine talked about this when she was in Peru. I mean, so it's not, you know, it sounds bizarre, but Shirley MacLaine talked about it, you know, 10 years before I heard it from Al, maybe even a little bit before that. So, I mean, that's a very, very bizarre story. And he, he finally comes out of it. He grabs the wheel, steers home, realizes where he is. He's 120 kilometers away from where he should be, gets home and crawls in the bed, and gets in the fetal position and cries himself to sleep and wonders, My why God. me? 
why me? And, you know, he's not alone. He's not alone. And that's why after his encounter with this hybrid female, that's when he got to us, and that's when we helped him get out of it. And he got he got the victory. We helped him get out. And that was years ago. The supposed June 25th report to Congress, which I think has been leaked already, mm-hmm. basically does not admit they're extraterrestrial. It simply says, we don't know what they are. They're, they're yeah. UAPs. They're unidentified. What do you think is going to happen? Well, I think they'll tap dance around it. I, I think, you know, they'll give us the typical typical government answer. Well, we can't rule out that they're aliens. We're not saying that they are, but we really don't know. We don't know. Uh, Why do I you think, think they have leaked these reports, the, the, the Tic Tac information to the New York Times yeah. and so on? Why do you think that came out? Well, this gets in the, in, the, in wearing my conspiracy hat, which I'll wear very proudly here. Um, the bottom line is this. If there is a Luciferian endgame, and of course I believe that there is, then there are there are other other forces working here. Um, we have to understand that there has to be a group of people, a cabal of people that that are awaiting the advent of the Antichrist. I mean, they're 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 waiting for it. They're looking for it. They're actively promoting it. I mean, this guy just doesn't show up and go, "Hey, I'm the Antichrist. Now what do I do?" Right. There's a right. there's a cabal of people that are waiting for him. So if this is the Luciferian endgame, and, and the reason why I say that... You tie this into biblical prophecy, don't you? Well, absolutely. I tie it into biblical prophecy. And you remember that there's also a prophecy that says, because they did not believe the truth, God sends them or allows to have, uh, or allows to be sent to them, uh, strong delusion. So what what is that strong delusion? Well, and, and Paul McGuire talks about this in the film, the idea of a Darwinian evolution paradigm. That runs the academic community and the scientific community. Everything runs on Darwinism. Well, Darwinism is just a theory. And the neo-Darwinists are looking out there, out in the space, going, wait a minute, what if we were seated here? This, of course, is the, um, the whole premise behind the ancient astronaut theory that we read or see every Friday on Ancient Alien Show, Ancient Astronauts Visitors. And, I, and I, look, I can go right down with them to every single site they've ever visited and go, yep, 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 I agree, something's going on here. But what if, it, what if these are not extraterrestrials? What if they're interdimensional entities? That's, that's where we disagree. That's the only part we disagree. They know something's going on. We know something's going on. We just, the semantics, they call it extraterrestrial. I call it interdimensional entities. But it's unfolding. So God allows the strong delusion to happen. That's prophetic. And I think we're right on the cusp, George, right on the cusp. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.